Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You see, Elon absolutely wrecked that BBC reporter on the whole. Uh, There's a bunch of hate speech on uh, Twitter. I've seen it. uh, I've seen it on my For You page. You have? Really? You have? Uh, Can you present us an example, please, of the hate speech, the aforementioned hate speech? Uh, Let's get to the next one. No, let's not get to the next question. Listen, whenever you hear liberals, and that includes the activist media, obviously, talking about hate speech and disinformation, they mean none of that. They mean none of that. I want to be absolutely clear on this. Listen, hate speech, however you define it, may sound repulsive. People write all kinds of things. Racial stuff, all kinds of nonsense on, on Twitter. That's not what liberals care about. If they cared about it, they wouldn't call you Republicans, Nazis, fascists, and other nonsense. That's hate speech. What they care about is using it as a red herring. And there's nothing better than nailing these people to the wall like Elon did. I'm going to get to that. There's been a major break in the Biden Mar-a-Lago raid. It appears now the White House not only knew about this, but played a key role in it. I mean, this is like third world republic stuff. This is third world tyranny stuff. It isn't a republic. I shouldn't even use the word republic there. Let me get to this first. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. You notice that big tech companies today are masquerading as privacy companies. Are we supposed to believe the big bad tech wolf is now turned into our sweet grandma? Come on. Collecting and selling off your data is in big tech's nature. That's what they do. I protect myself uh, from big tech's prying eyeballs using ExpressVPN. When you use ExpressVPN, you're hiding your unique IP address so websites can't find out your location or track what you do online. On top of that, ExpressVPN encrypts and reroutes 100% of your online activity so your internet provider, Wi-Fi administrator, and hackers can't see it. The best part is, though, how easy it is to use. It just takes one click to protect all your devices. One ExpressVPN subscription covers up to five devices at the same time so you can protect your entire family. That's why ExpressVPN is rated number one by CNET, Wired, TechRadar, and countless others. Today's the day. Get the VPN I trust to protect my online privacy when big bad tech is at the door. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, and you can get an extra three months free and a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino, expressvpn.com slash Bongino to learn more. All right, Joseph, let's go. Big news, David. Welcome to the no BS flight. Please extinguish all BS. <laughs> you know, we always say on the radio show, speaking of airline announcements, sometimes you get, I, I think they're liberals. They go to your page and they don't want you talking about something. Like, you talk about that again. I'm not listening. I'm like, it's not an airport. It's not an airport, folks. Really? Right, Joe? Okay. You've been radio. You don't have to announce your departure. We're good. I know why you're, I know why you're writing that. You just don't want us it's talking about show, it. You probably don't, yeah. probably don't want us talking about this either, I can imagine. This is a total red herring from the left. Whenever the left mentions hate speech and disinformation, you can be absolutely guaranteed. It has nothing to do with either, okay? They do this all the time. It is the very definition of a distraction mechanism to get you away from their endless focus on censorship. And sometimes it works with the idiot class. Because think about it. Nobody likes hate speech. Don't Now, for a second, I'm just asking the uh, conservatives and libertarians who comprise the large majority of my audience, don't look at it through your lens. You know that the hate speech label is a canard. You know it's all BS. Look at it from someone who's marginally interested in politics, who's maybe listening to this show for the first time. We all had a first time, folks, right? We tuned in. We heard Mark Levin on the radio. heard Hannity back or whatever, Rush Limbaugh back in the day. And you're like, gosh, that's interesting. I'm going to become a conservative talk radio consumer, right? Then they hear hate speech. They think, yeah, yeah, no one wants hate speech. That's virulent. That's really awful stuff. The left doesn't care about that. 
Do you notice they call us the most vile, disgusting of names? Fascists, Nazis, racists, misogynists, conservatives, that is. They, they, they clearly don't care about it. And disinformation, the left wants to get disinformation off their platform. It's the left that promoted a fake PP tape, a collusion scam that didn't exist. The Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. They're the ones involved in the COVID nonsense. Masks will prevent COVID. They do nothing of the sort. The vaccine prevents transmission of COVID. It does nothing of the sort. They're the ones engaged in the hate speech and the disinformation. This is just beautiful. This is a video of Elon Musk. So Elon Musk is interviewing with this BBC reporter who, again, has fallen into this cliched trap of, you know, the Twitter's turned right wing and therefore is full of hate speech and disinformation. You would think at his fingertips, he would have examples of this. Supposed to be a journalist, right? You're making a big, bold assertion that you found nasty hate speech on a platform. Just come up with one example. It really shouldn't be that hard. And it was. Watch yourself. You know, just content that will solicit a reaction, something that may include something that is slightly racist or slightly sexist, those kinds of those kinds of things. So you think if I'm, something is slightly sexist, it should be banned? I, no, is that I'm what not, you're saying? I'm not saying anything. I'm saying. Well, I'm just curious. What you, I'm, I'm trying to understand what you mean by hateful con- content, and I'm asking for specific examples. Um, and if, and you just said that if something is slightly sexist. That's hateful content. Does that mean that it should be banned? Well, you've asked me, you've asked me whether my feed, whether it's got less or more. It, I'd say it's got slightly more. That's what I'm asking for examples. Can, right. you, can you name one example? I, I honestly don't. You, I, I, honestly, you I don't. You can't name I, a single example. I'll tell you why. Because I don't actually use that for you feed anymore because I, I just don't particularly like it. You said actually, a lot of people, a lot of people are quite similar. I, I, I only, well, I only look well, at hang my, on a second. My you said you've seen more hateful content, but you can't name a single example, not even one. I'm not sure I've used that feed for the last three or four weeks. And I, well, then how did you see the hateful content? content? Because I've been, I've been using, I've been using Twitter since you've taken it over for the last six months. Okay, so then you must have at some point seen the you, for you hateful content. And I'm asking for one example. Right. And, and I, you can't I, give us a single I, one. And, and, and I'm saying, I, then I, I say, sir, that you don't know what you're talking about. Really? Yes, because you can't give me a single example of hateful con- uh, content, not even one tweet. <laughs> oh, gosh. That, I mean, that was an instant What we'll give her two? Here we go. Yeah, man. Maybe give him a little sideway profile shot. What Ma- do you think? Man, yeah, look What do you all good. think in the chat? Does Muttley look better in the profile shot? Let us know. What do you think? He cuts quite a silhouette, Muttley, doesn't he? <laughs> They're right? Sideways? You think he's more impressive sideways or forward? Well, I don't even know who said this is. What do you think? What do we think? Do I, I, I do like, anyone escape? I like yeah, it forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're forward. All right. Yeah. That, that, that was, I, I would think you're right. That was a, whoa, I just like almost crushed the live stream. I hit Key's computer over there. <laughs> if we're still online, thank you. Folks, you think he'd have one example? Just one. If you're going to cite hate speech. Now, See, this isn't a problem for me as a Republican on the platform, a conservative on the platform of Twitter, because a hate speech is a nonsensical term. I'm not going to go on there. Oh, hate speech, hats, hate speech. This is a this is the left trying to define the debate. Now, you know, people on Twitter calling us Nazis and fascists, which happens all the time. They've got the Occupy Democrats feed full of hate filled stuff. I don't want them banned. 
So I'm not going to call it hate speech, if you, even though it's hate-filled. If you're going to use it as a vehicle to ban someone I disagree with because I'm not a hypocrite and I actually value free speech. You got to understand, man, this is what makes us categorically different than these idiots. This guy in the media is obviously some socialist activist, whether he knows it or not. He does not want other ideas out there that challenges his hegemonic view of the world. So he's going to put whatever gory, ugly label he can on it to make it appear ugly and nasty so that you'll support his efforts to get rid of it. The problem is he can't even cite a single example. The greatest irony of all is that guys like this are protected via our Constitution and the First Amendment to put out their own form of hate-filled speech, even though I'm not going to call it hate speech. Here's another commentator. I had him on yesterday, David Sachs, nailing it again. How this is all a pretext. This hate speech label and disinformation stuff are just fancy focus group tested labels that get you on the censorship train. That is all this is. This is nothing more. Nobody on the left, nobody is trying to stop either disinformation or hate speech. No one. I want to be absolutely clear on that. Here, listen to Sachs. This is good. What the left has wanted to do ever since Elon took over um, Twitter is to say that this is all about allowing more hate on the platform. And that's never been the motivation, I think, no. for those of us who really care about free speech, right? Even you know, this is true, I think, for Glenn. What, what is our main concern about censorship? It is political suppression. It's about narrative control. It's not like we want more hate on the platform. It's just that we want we want a level playing field. We don't want uh, the you know thought police at Twitter putting their thumb on the scale of American democracy and deciding who has a voice and who doesn't. That's what this is really about. And um, and I think that the people who believe in censorship want to make you think that this is about allowing more hate. And it's not. It's not. It's a big scam. They are running an enormous gaslighting scam. You got to remember, what are the components of gaslighting, right? Gaslighting, getting people to believe something that's not real, which is what Democrats, liberals, and socialists are good at. There's a Russian collusion scandal. How do you get people to believe that? You lie, you lie often. They did that. You lie confidently. They did that too. Intelligence experts say. But you got to isolate people from the truth. I've said this over and over. Censorship online is the only way to isolate people from the truth. That's why that AI topic yesterday was just so fascinating to me. We got a lot of feedback on that. It did a ton of views. So thank you to everybody who tuned in. Let me cover it again on my Fox show at nine o'clock on Saturday. Trying to get David Sachs right now. You know, it's just stunning to me too. Before I got in here today, I was thinking of this younger generation. I don't know how you all feel about this too in the chat or out there in the listening audience, listening on podcast afterwards. You know, when I was younger, I know you too, Joe, being a musician, you were probably as bohemian as it gets, man. Oh, yeah. But I had a bumper sticker on my car that said, question authority. I've told the story before. There was a white bumper sticker. It said it in red, question authority. Because I just never wanted to be told what to do. Even now, I'm not saying it's always a good thing. I could be very stubborn. Sometimes it's caused me some headaches. But especially as a kid, I never wanted to be told what to do. I, I just can't get, and most of my friends were the same way, by the way. I can't get past this, that this generation of kids, they've lost that independent renegade misfit streak, and all they want to do is be told what to do. That's it. What they want the government to take their money, 
They want Big Daddy to pay off their loans. They want a guaranteed income despite not having to work. They want to be told what to do if they own a business by Big Daddy government. They want to go to Big Daddy government for their health care. They want to be told, uh, you know, uh, how and when and why and who they should vote for. They want to be told online what they can and can't say. I mean, am I missing something for the parents out there listening to the show? What happened? What happened? Gosh, man, we had the hippies generation followed by, you know, my generation into this generation now that just, they just want to be dog walked around. I don't understand. Listen, we don't push to silence them because they can't even defend their own positions the left. I don't push to silence them on principle alone because infringing on people's free speech is morally and ethically wrong and leads eventually to the tyranny we've been trying to avoid as the anti-anti-communists. Everybody understand? However, from a tactical perspective here, I don't push to silence the left outside of the morals and ethics I just discussed because it's inefficient. The left, in my experience, I've run for office three times, been on television 11 years, have done innumerable debates between Geraldo, uh, my show, the rebuttal segment on Fox, call-ins. Uh, when I used to be a guest on Hannity's radio, I would debate all the time. I dated that David Mark guy, whatever his name is. I used to debate all the time. Lefties debating us is the best thing that can happen. Silencing them is the worst thing. Because folks, they can never defend their own positions. Their positions are ridiculous on the Second Amendment. Oh, we got to get rid of the guns. Well, you've tried that. You've tried that in liberal cities where you have strict gun laws. How's it worked out? They can't defend it. They can't defend it. The tax issue. Oh, you believe higher taxes are a net public good. Do you pay more? No, I don't. Well, why not? You said they're a net public good. You'd be doing a public, the public a service. Why don't you do it? Oh, you want government-run health care? But you don't want to give up your private insurance. You don't like school choice, but you want to choose to send your kid to school. None of their arguments are defensible. We invite them on our shows. We invite them on our shows because we don't want to silence them because when they speak out, they look like buffoons. This is a clip here from Jeff Clark. He's uh, from the Center for Renewing America. It's about our descent here into third world madness we're seeing right now. I want you, I want to be clear what he's talking about. He's talking about the Biden administration in an explosive release yesterday from America First Legal. I think it's Stephen Miller's group. I'll get to that in a second. But this is what he's talking about in this clip. Well, they found out now that the Biden administration lied again. This is why you want to get them to talk. Because remember the Mar-a-Lago raid? You guys remember they were asked about it? And Corrine Jean-Pierre, worst press secretary, anybody changing their vote? Sucks. Anybody? No, no, no. He's giving a thumbs down. Remember Corrine Jean-Pierre? Oh, we were stunned. Stunned. Elizabeth, I'm coming for you. We were stunned by the Mar-a-Lago raid. We knew nothing about it. Shocker, they were lying again. It appears the White House used this special access request where the White House says, hey, we need to get access to the prior administration stuff to make a decision now. They pulled that stunt to get this Mar-a-Lago raid, the, uh, the, the, the skids grease, so they could go in there. They found this out yesterday. Here's this guy, Jeff Clark, commenting on it. The White House caught lying again, little tyrants that they are. Check this out. 
The first story we got was, well, this was authorized by Chris Ray. I found a November, an August 9th story from last year saying Chris Ray authorized it. But then by the 11th, we had a change in that story. We had the attorney general indicating that he had authorized it, but they tried to maintain the line that the White House had nothing to do with it. Well, what these FOIA documents show is that the uh, Biden White House working with DOJ used a special access program uh, under uh, you know, the, the presidential records regime. Uh, this is in Title 44 of the United States Code to uh, allow these uh, documents to be looked at uh, and studied by DOJ. They should have gotten a separate subpoena for that, but instead they use this special access program, which the president can authorize. But the point of the program is that it allows the president to look at past documents if he needs it to govern his own White House as the incumbent. And there's no need for these documents. And there was no showing uh, that that occurred. Folks, did they tell the truth about anything? Has this White House, Corrine Jean-Pierre, being the spokeswoman for it, she's the mouthpiece for what they, no, she doesn't say anything outside of the binder. Whatever's in the binder is what she's been coached to say. She's lying for the Biden administration repeatedly. Oh, we don't know anything about the Trump raid at Mar-a-Lago for the documents. We were stunned by it. Oh, you were stunned by it, really. Now we find out America First Legal, you can read this in my newsletter today, by the way reveals that the Biden White House was involved with the Mar-a-Lago raid and that the NARA, the National Archives, misled Congress. They're launching an additional investigation. Folks, they lie about everything all the time. This is a symptom of a much larger issue here, which is a mass house cleaning needed in the bureaucracy of the federal government from the White House to the National Archives. There are people in the federal government who have been entrenched. They have been there too long. They feel non-responsive whatsoever to the people, the people who pay them. And consent to the governed doesn't mean anything to these people. This is how you descend into third world madness right here. This is a major development that, again, if the roles were reversed and Donald Trump had basically put the wink and a nod on a raid of, of Barack Obama's residence, to go and get papers, and then had denied it. And then they found out with some kind of a FOIA that Donald Trump not only had something to do with it, but was the key figure in it through a special access of records request. This would be a monster story. It's only not a monster story because of BBC people like the guy you saw before and press people who were all in on the tyranny because they want the spoils from the table. This is a symptom of a much larger problem. And it's a huge problem. It's that the world is watching us burn from within. There's a great piece in the Washington Examiner. I'm going to get to in a minute on exactly that. The world is watching us descend into madness. We can fix this. I am long on this place. It is not false optimism. Please. I'm not trying to spin your wheels. We've been in far worse places before. There is still time to fix this. There is still time to fix the AI problem from yesterday we talked about. There is still time. And I think we can. But we're never going to do it with this crew of idiots in charge now. It ain't going to happen. I want to get to this article coming up next. How people are watching us burn from within and lays it out beautifully in the piece. Folks, inflation has consequences. As the Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending, long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling banks. Diversification has never been more important. The recent surge in gold prices shows why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. 
The only company I trust to help you diversify into gold is Birch Gold Group. I buy my gold from them. You can too. Text Dan to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA of 401k that's tied to a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals, gold, and silver. And the best part, it's tax sheltered. Text Dan to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, Birch Gold is who I trust to protect my future and yours. Text Dan to 989898 today. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Message and data rates apply. Thanks, Birch Gold. Folks, they're all watching this. They're all watching this. People around the world, friends and foes, friends who used to be friends who may now be foes, allies pretending to be friends, foes pretending to be friends, friends pretending to be foes. They're all watching this. They're watching this place. I'm not going to give you some flowery nonsense like, oh, we're a beacon of hope from everyone around the world. We're not. We're the greatest country on earth. That's a fact. I believe in American exceptionalism and not in the way Barack Obama does. Having said that, whether there have been Republicans or Democrats in the White House, there have been countries around the world that frankly just hate our guts. However, us trying to export democracy around the world, wherever we're doing in our latest act of adventurism under the Biden administration, is not really working when we don't even practice the damn democracy here. You got to read this piece. It's really good. It's in the Washington Examiner. It's by uh, Elizabeth, what's her name? Stauffer? Elizabeth Stauffer. It's in the newsletter today. Yeah. Bongino.com slash newsletter. The world is watching as Democrats undermine America from within. Folks, it addresses the, the, the cornucopia problems we have right now. Twinkies, Alvin Bragg up in New York, targeting Donald Trump for what are transparently obvious political reasons. Transparently obvious. This slob up in New York, this embarrassment to humankind, who has just almost single-handedly destroyed the final little sliver of dignity our legal system had, Twinkies has just decimated it completely. We've got that going on, the targeting of political opponents. We've got de-dollarization going on. We've got even the French, French pushing to move away from the dollar right now, which could cause a depression if it's done and done quickly, which I don't think is going to happen. I want to be clear, it'd be really hard. We've got green suicide going on right now. Did you see the story that's been popping the last few days about the Biden administration? They're, try they're trying to shift the fleet away from gasoline cars to electric. It's about 5.8% of cars now, electric EVs, electric vehicles. What's the problem, guys? We don't have the infrastructure for this, man. We don't have the infrastructure for this. We're getting our rare earth minerals from the batteries and the cars from China. You want to get away from oil, we're floating on a sea of oil. Here, Marcellus, the, the Permian, we're floating on a sea of oil. And you want to get away from that to go mine rare earth minerals from China? Am I reading this right? We're alienating uh, our, our, uh, our allies overseas. They're not, listen, they may not be cute relationships, giving fist bumps to the Saudis. Yeah, Trump mentioned it last night. In the interview with Tucker, what the hell is that, a fist bump? They're one of the world's biggest producers of oil. Oh, well, they're not democratic like we are. We're not democratic anymore. You got to deal with bad actors around the world, man. Grow a pair. We're alienating Israel. We're spending ourselves into a predictable crisis. You got Biden, Inc., the Biden, Inc. administration, the, the, the Biden, Inc. crime family right now humiliating us on a national stage. I mean, think about this, Joe, the nuts on this guy, 
He goes overseas, Biden, to take a little, what, spring break over to Ireland. He doesn't even do a presser. Waller over in Ireland, trying to attack, by the way, internationally, trying to attack Ireland's low corporate tax rates and everything, which I find hilarious that that's where they'll go. They're not even doing a press conference. And who does he bring with him? Hunter. Hunter Biden. Maybe they'll do a crawl, pub crawl or something. Don't know. That's how little dignity this administration has and how little they care about you. They just don't care. And they are spending you into a national crisis right before our eyes in a tsunami of debt. Folks, it's fixable. It's fixable. And the great irony of the AI conversation we had yesterday, which was morose and down, I get it, is that the same technology, if we can figure it out and get a hold of it, which we can, I mean, when we first thought of nuclear fission, they weren't sure if that reaction would stop either. If we can figure it out and we can, it can be harnessed for tremendous economic growth and we can get out of this. But not if we don't get a hold on this debt now. Check this out by Galston, the Wall Street Journal. The ballooning national debt is a rotten legacy. And keep in mind, Galston's no like hardcore right winger, flamethrowing conservative. No, not at all. He just puts numbers on it. You know, the CBO, the left loves the CBO. They're projecting if the U.S. doesn't change its debt course, it's going to add, don't worry, fellas, just 20 trillion in the next decade. Just an additional 20 trillion, no big deal. What could possibly go wrong, Guy said? The, jet, the debt to GDP ratio will rise from 98% to 118%. And interest payments on the debt. Keep in mind, folks, our annual budget, what we spend, depending on how you use your accounting rules, is about 4 to $5 trillion. The interest payments on the debt alone are going to jump to $1.4 trillion a year. Oh, Basically, but yeah, oh yeah, dude, about 20 to 25% of the money we're going to spend is going to be paying off dead. <sighs> what are you, I mean, are we nuts? It gets worse. The long-term projections show a near complete loss of control over fiscal policy with debt rising sharply upward. You think people don't know this and aren't watching this right now? Overseas, they aren't watching the inevitable collapse of this place if we don't get our heads out of our collective asses right now? Come on, guy. And then you want to usher in socialized medicine here. You hear about what's going on in the NHS, the National Health Service, the UK? They've got government-run health care. You want that here? Have you asked yourself what the penalty for having a government-run health care system is? Well, what does the government generally do to their employees? Well, I'll get into this at the end of the show with the Secret Service. Don't miss that. They treat their employees like... Like garbage. So what's going on right now in the UK? Do you know about this? The National Health Service has a strike going on for junior doctors. Up to half of the NHS doctors, they note in this Freeman piece, will be absent this week in an acrimonious pay dispute as the health service faces the longest strike in its history. As a result, don't worry, guys. Uh, the UK government, is, uh, is a, they've warned the public, don't engage in risky behavior. Don't, you, don't, don't get on a, don't go skiing this week, Joe. Well, why don't I want to go skiing? What is it, a lack of snow? No, the snow's great. You crash skiing, there's just nobody to help you out, which violates rule number one of the Dan Bongino show, which is what? Which is don't get dead. See, when you ration care and you run out of money, what happens? 
You have to make people work more for less money. And then those people, when there's no tax dollars to pay them anymore because you're paying $1.4 trillion in debt, in debt servicing costs, what happens? They say, you know what? I don't want to work anymore for that crap money. Sorry. Oh, it gets worse. You still want more of this here as the world's watching us just fall apart? Doctor strike threatens tackling backlog, warns the NHS bosses. This is from the BBC. The BBC. Not a conservative outlet. I, I love how they put a positive spin on this too, Joe. They're like performance in cancer care deteriorated. Deteriorated. However, which is 54% of patients starting treatment within two months following an urgent referral by a GP, that's the worst on record. That's putting a spin on No, no, no. Watch how they put the net. So if you, if you have an immediate referral for cancer, something I know a little bit about, just half of the patients basically started treatment when? The next week? No, two months later. Tumor. You got an aggressive tumor? Sorry, my bad. Don't engage in risky behavior. And the Cancer Support Center said the delays were deeply concerning. Oh, really? Here's where they try to put lipstick on this pig. While the total number on their waiting list, the waiting list for healthcare folks, remained at 7.2 million. There's been progress on tackling long waits. Oh, good, good. There's light at the end of this tunnel. At the end of December, there were nearly 55,000 people waiting more than 18 months. But by late February, don't worry about it, Joe, that had dropped to below 33,000. Oh, well, things are much better. <laughs> he says, you know what he says, Joe? There you go. It's beautiful. What, I mean, you guys are doing a great job. <laughs> Only 33,000 people have waited roughly a year and a half for medical care. That's a, that's just, that's a, that's a, what you go. You know what? Jim, producer Jim from the radio show, Joe, brought up a different point. You know why that waiting list dropped? <laughs> Take a st- What do you think? Because they all died. died. <laughs> because they died. Two pages today. Because, because they're dead. They violated the golden rule of the Dan Bongino show. Is there dead. a good part to this? Is there a good? Yes, there is. There is light at the end of the tunnel. I've got some good news for you. Something happened in Louisiana, the South, the southern part of the United States is changing dramatically, and the Democrats do not know what to do about it. They used to have this place on lockdown, some of these states, and it is disappearing fast. That happened. And then there's this video. Do you see this from an Anheuser-Busch rep? He's like, hey, man, I sell Bud Light. What the hell's going on here? This don't look good. I'll get to that in a second. Feel the greens. Love this stuff. Uh, Miles, he runs the company. Uh Brickhouse Nutrition. I told him about five years ago. I said, Miles, I love fruits and vegetables, but I don't have the time to cook them. I said, a lot of the, I, this, that conversation happened. I don't know if this is the exact words, but the gist of it, you could probably vouch for. I said, I don't have time to cook. And even if I could, I'm a terrible cook. I said, you got to put together a really high quality fruit and vegetable powder. Get the good tasting stuff, get the colors of the rainbow, throw them in there, grind them up. What came out? Field of Greens. It's my favorite supplement, folks. I take Field of Greens. I take it twice a day because it's the whole organic fruit and vegetable, not a watered-down supplement. It's backed by a better health promise. Field of Greens is a science-backed formula of specific fruits and vegetables you're not going to find in any other product. Proper nutrition can reboot your metabolism, so you burn calories faster and lose weight in a healthier way. Listen, a lot of times I don't eat as I should. I take pride in my nutrition, but we travel a lot. It ain't easy on the road, man. You find yourself in a fast food place going, you got a grilled chicken? That's why I take Field of Greens with me everywhere. I've looked and felt better ever since I started. I vouch for it personally. 
but your best proof will be at the next checkup. When I bet your doctor says, whatever you're doing, it's working, keep it up. Healthy diet, exercise, folks, the key to health and good sleep, by the way. Let me get you started today with 15% off Field of Greens. Check it out. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan and use promo code Dan. That's promo code Dan at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick it up today. This is Wild Berry. He's a big fan of what? Lemon lime, baby. That's key chart. Just leave. What do we got going on in the live chat today? Let me see here. I love listening. To, I love reading your comments. Some people think we're not live. Uh, how can we prove to them we're live? Yeah, we're live. Uh, let's go to so J T Izzle seventeen seventy six. How would I know that otherwise? Yeah, we're live today. If we're not gonna, well, listen. When we're not live, it's just so you know going forward, which is rare. We've been live for the last week, week and a half, whatever it is. When we're not live, I'll I'll say join the live chat, not the live show. I'm not here to trick anyone, but no, we are definitely live. I promise you. So, thank you, Philly Kid Thirty Seven says, loving the content, cause fire uh, emoji. Yeah, we're yeah rumble.com slash uh, what is it Bongino slash live or something like that rumble.com slash Bongino. So uh, thank you, but thanks for checking us too. It's up to us. You know we don't we're not going to pull any stunts on you. The tide's turning. I. Listen, I this always I know it kind of like it takes like a little gavel to the gonads. A lot of you are like, oh, you're just saying that. No, I'm not. I'm really not just saying that. I really do think we're at this cultural resurgence here. The Bud Light story to you is it's forget Bud Light. It's, it's not even about Bud Light. It's about another company that pretended to represent the working class American that screwed you over. And let me tell you something, you suffer not at all. You can go find a new beer brand. Bud Light, honestly, didn't even taste that good. But they've suffered dramatically. I'll get to that in a second. But you're seeing down in the South, the country is starting to bifurcate. You're getting these racist liberals that want to do CRT, government-run health care, endless debt, state welfare programs, crime out of control, defund the police. And then you're getting the southern portion of the United States and the Midwest a lot of these states that are moving farther and farther into the conservative, freedom-loving, uh, freedom-loving, liberty-respecting calm. Fox News, another Democrat, the third one in just the last few months, has now left the party. Double-barreled middle finger to the party says, I'm going to become a Republican. I'm asking you this. Again, if things are universally bad, like some pessimists out there want you to believe, that there's no silver lining, it's all for naught, it's all going to be lost, which it's not. Then why is this happening? Why would lawmakers, this is the second one in Louisiana. There was one in North Carolina last week too, which may, ironically, because North Carolina has a Democrat governor, the, Democrat, the Republicans now have a supermajority in North Carolina. They may get school choice passed. Huge deal. School choice is passing all over the country. We've seen expansions in Arizona, Florida, potentially North Carolina. It's happening everywhere. Constitutional carry. Florida just tipped the United States into a majority constitutional carry state. We are in a far different place. Roe v. Wade was overturned. You're having conservative states now moving back the uh, the the, uh, the the rules and the, the regulating abortion to save human life. We are winning some of these things. That lawmaker didn't leave. If you know lawmakers. They have focus groups for everything. Everything. They took some kind of poll and realized 
This is not ending well for them. All their talk about, you know, Biden being the next big thing and he's going to run it. Their party is old, decrepit. The guy's a rotting bag of oatmeal. But I want to talk about this. I don't want to keep dredging this up. It's a, there's a lot of uh, lot of stuff going on I need to get to. It's, I still got a lot more for this show, this show including it's something about the Secret Service that's important. Folks, this Bud Light story is not about a beer. It is about Americans learning how to fight back. Listen, I am no fan of Saul Alinsky or his rules, okay? Rules for Radicals was clearly meant as a way to take down free markets, capitalism, and to take out a constitutional republic with a small group of dedicated people. However, the rules, Alinsky's, he was a leftist organizer. Most of you know who he is. Some may not. He had a book called Rules for Radicals. He thanked Satan in the book. That's who he is. The rules, however, he puts in are tactically efficient if used right and bedrocked in some sense of morals, unlike on his side, where they were bedrocked in some sense of evil. He talks about one point, one of his rules is pick a target and isolate. Folks, you don't have to you don't have to outrun the bear, okay? You just have to outrun the next guy. You don't have to boycott every single left-wing company out there, Patagonia, all these other companies that do this BLM and other stuff like that. You don't. You just have to make an example out of a few of them. What you did with Netflix after the cuties debacle changed Netflix forever. I'm not saying it's a right-wing company. I'm just saying people woke up. I'm not saying it was a cosmic shift, but believe me, it altered the course of that meteor. You've got to keep the heat on Bud Light right now. Washington Times, Bud Light sales down after partnership with transgender influencer Dylan Mavaney. Pick a target. Freeze it. Now is the time. Do not buy these products. If Bud Light comes out, comes out and does a course correction, we'll reconsider. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. We live in a tough world. This is not the time to back off. This is the time to double down. I feel kind of bad for this guy. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be straight with you. But this, this guy claims to be an Anheuser-Busch rep. It's gone kind of nuclear on social media. He's walking around a supermarket. This is the first 30 seconds or so where he's telling people, listen, I'm hurting right now because people just aren't buying this stuff. Hey, man. We didn't piss them off. They pissed us off. All right. We're the customers. They should have known better. Take a listen. I work for an affiliate company. I am a merchandiser. And the sole product of the company I work for is Anheuser-Busch products. So with all this canceling going on, um, there's, I mean, I've never seen such little sales in this past few days uh, on these products. Folks, this is the only way. I'm sorry. I, 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 this is, you know, I've changed on, I'm not going to say I've changed a lot on a lot of issues because I'm a conservative and conservatism involves principles that are typically generational. However, I changed on two things or two topics I really changed on. I listened to a podcast one time and Free trade with China is not free trade. And I, I was, J.D. Vance was on, I think, Econ Talk with Russ Roberts. And it was, a, it was before he was a senator, way before. And it was really fascinating. I, there were some externalities I hadn't considered. That's a bit, bit beyond the scope of this. But the second thing related to this year is I was a big, big anti-boycott guy. 
because Joe and I saw it early on, how stupid it is. You're going to boycott a company for advertising on a show. They're not sanctioning the political views. They want to talk to the audience to sell a product. That's only been a model, Joe, they've used for like 100 years. Yeah. No one's claiming like they, they sanctioned the political ideas. The left wanted that, though. The left's take was you're going to advertise on a show and talk to their customers to sell your product. We're going to make sure we punish you. Okay. New rules, baby. We're going to do the same. I thought boycotts were dumb. I still think they're dumb. I think they're really dumb. But they are necessary. When the left gets a sense of the taste of their own syrup of Ipecac, maybe they'll stop. But up until then, there's no turning back. Full steam ahead. I'm sorry to have to tell you that. All right, I got vi- you. You know what the singularity is? You guys, are, who yeah. sent me this? Was this Yugi? Joe's into this too. To say I, sh- I keep saying Yugi, but Joe, Joe's like obsessed with this topic too. Artificial intelligence and yeah. the singularity. He sent me an interesting video on the singularity. It's not just the fact that AI could potentially wipe us all out. Even if it doesn't, AI may, in fact, wipe out your job. Something to think about. Start preparing. Let me get to my last sponsor first. Thank you for your patience. These companies are good companies. They want to talk to you, and I appreciate their time. Americans have had it. They're done supporting companies that rake in hundreds of millions, sometimes billions of dollars, while trashing the country that made their success possible. Until recently, we had to take it, but companies like Patriot Mobile are building a whole new economy, one which embraces the values that made America the greatest country on earth. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer dependable nationwide coverage in all three major networks so you can get the best possible service in your area. Plus, they offer a coverage guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to a different network for free without changing carriers. All this plus the knowledge that you're supporting free speech, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call them right now at 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Dan. We got to stand together and support companies that share our values. PatriotMobile.com slash Dan or call 878-PATRIOT. Thanks, Patriot Mobile. Great company right there. Key, you like the customer service? Who's the guy you talked to that time? Milton? Milton? You love Milton? Milton's good to you, huh? He loves him. Hello. Oh. It's my light water. I swear by this stuff. They are not a sponsor. Folks, this is not a thing. I'm just telling you, uh, this light water is pretty good stuff. You know, it's supposed to, supposed to be good if you had cancer and stuff. It's deuterium depleted water. But uh, I felt great since I started drinking it. They like Patriot Mobile too? Cool. You know, it's a great company. We love them. So, check them out. First, here's a Fox Business article. It'll be in the newsletter if you want to read it. I'm not going to dig too deep into it. You can read it yourself. But ChatGPT, the, the AI program, uh, the AI app, I should say, Precision Matters. It, it was asked, what jobs basically are you going to wipe out for human beings? And it listed human beings in millions of jobs that would probably be wiped out. Jobs that require, uh, you know, kind of cursory legal analysis could probably be like paralegals. Uh, jobs that require a lot of writing. I, I mean, folks, if you're a songwriter... Joe, I mean, who knows better than Joe? Joe's, I always say Joe's a real musician. Is what he did before he got into this. Man. If you're a songwriter, you're in a little bit of trouble. Now, I just want to... Uh, can we pump the... Here's the break. Pump it a second. Folks, assume AI doesn't kill us all first, okay? This is a big assumption, right? After yesterday's show. 
Do you realize that this threat has been out there throughout recorded human history? Now, I wasn't around when we went from the horse to the horse and buggy to the Model T, obviously. However, if you read the history of economics, any basic history of economics, you'll know that this threat has been around forever. They've always said things, Joe, like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do with all the horse and buggy operators? Mm -hmm. They're they're not going to have anything to do. Everybody's going to be sitting around all day. And then when the assembly line started, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do with the craftsmen? And then when the the cobbler, when they had assembly lines making shoes, what are we going to do about the shoe guy and this guy? Folks, this has always been an issue. Human beings will always find something to do. Before I get to the the video here about the singularity, it's short. Human beings, and this this is why I don't fear automation, AI in the manufacturing sense outside of yesterday's show. If we can get human beings out of the rubber dog toy business and into really high-end manufacturing and everything else, it frees us of the burden of having to you know, wear our bodies out all day to produce stuff. You're not going to sit on an island by yourself if you had machines that could produce all your food and do nothing all day. You'd probably go out and fish anyway. And these arguments about how it's going to put songwriters out of business and stuff, I got to tell you, I dispute that. You know why? I think people are going to want stuff built by human beings. And I think it could create an entirely new craftsman economy. And the human experience, you know? Yeah, yes, sir. You really going to want an AI song about someone's love loss if it was written by a computer? Come on, man. Listen to this, uh, this quick piece from this. Uh, this, this is a video that's out there about the tech singularity. It's about, it's, we only cut about, uh, about a minute of it about how it could wipe out your jobs. But then addresses again, like, hey, the bad part, it could wipe you out too. Take a listen. It's about the future. And without thorough consideration, we may be headed for unemployment the likes of which humanity has never seen. And if recent events haven't made it clear, it's not just about the economy or salaries, but also about the meaning that most of us tend to derive from our work. You know, not doing anything, as it turns out, is really, really boring. Okay, sometimes it's nice. We've established that technological progress is not slowing down anytime soon. What happens when computers replace not only our labor, but also our intellect? What happens when they can mimic intelligence and learn on their own? All this could lead to a scenario where technology is not so friendly to us, or instead of just replacing us, it decides to do away with us completely. And in such a situation, without much preparation, we would be completely powerless. The doing away with us completely is obviously the part that concerns most people. We covered that yesterday. If you missed yesterday's show, go back and watch it. Watch it again. That article is really telling. There's still time to course correct on this, though. But yeah, I, I don't know. I disagree with a lot of people out there. Guy's talking about the two missed meals scenario where you know you were only two to four missed meals away from total chaos. I don't think that's going to happen. I think there is going to be a desire for human labor that you've never seen before, for a human touch on things, whether it's table making or songs. Call me crazy. Here's what does worry me, though, with jobs. This independent article, AI tools like ChatGPT could play a role in government, the science minister suggests, and she mentions using it in hospitals. Folks, there is already a form of computer-generated statistics that's being used to deny people care in socialist healthcare systems. You ever heard of the quality? I've mentioned it many times for years. It's called the quality uh, adjusted life year statistic. It's basically a determination done by technology and data analysis 
about older people and sick people about if they should get a certain amount of health care. Wait till AI puts itself in between that. Oh, Joe, you're a conservative. Uh, you're downgraded six points on our token system. Uh, you're not going to get health care. But that has nothing to do with my actual health. Uh, actually, we don't protect Nazis here. I'm a Nazi? What? News to me. <laughs> That's what worries me more than anything. It does. It totally, he said it right, it offloads the emotional, emotional burden of refusing people care. Hey, I can't help it, man. Computer said it. Well, how did it come to that conclusion? I don't know. We can't read the code. Remember that from yesterday's show? They don't even know how to read the code. Right. Sorry, but yeah, wasn't me. Remember that's wasn't me. On the counter, wasn't me. I don't know the lyrics to the song. You know, that's a, that'll be it. Wasn't me. It was the AI system. We call him Tony. <laughs> Did you see this? This video is shifting gears a little bit. This video is hilarious. So this is one of the Tennessee insurrectionists. You know, the three insurrectionist lawmakers that tried to take over the House chamber, um, engaging in a uh, uh, what, what turned out to be, amongst some of the other people, a violent insurrection in Tennessee recently. Uh, you've heard the story, probably. They uh, Two of them were expelled. So um, that, who, who put this video out there? I want to make sure I had tip right. Okay, it came off the end wokeness uh, uh, Twitter feed. So uh, this is one of the lawmakers. And uh, if you're listening on audio alone, there's two separate pieces here. There's the first 20 seconds, which is a video he did years ago. And then there's him now. And it appears, would you say, guys, he's changed? Oh, you've seen this already. You cut it. <laughs> yeah. It appears he changed his persona Dist a little bit. Distinct difference, yes. This the, thank you. This thing Joe's being very clever here. This is the same guy. This is not a Babylon B piece. Uh, same guy, Tennessee Insurrections. Check this out. Justin J. Pearson, and I'm running for president of BSG. There are a few reasons that we're running this campaign this year. One has to do with representation. How can we represent all voices in a conversation? I want to do this by partnering with organizations from the Boone Democrats to the Boone Republicans. I want to bring together different voices, dissenting voices, voices that may be more liberal or more conservative, in order that we can reach a point of sort of the radical middle. Seemed like the NRA and gun lobbyists might win. But oh, that was good news for us. I don't know how long this Saturday in the state of Tennessee might last. But oh, we have good news, folks. We've got good news that Sunday always comes. <laughs> Same guy. Same guy. Same Reminds guy. me of we used to go golfing with, uh, yeah. with Bill Clinton. And uh, <laughs> Bill Clinton, when we were agents, and Bill Clinton would put, you know, he'd hit golf balls with someone, and the guy would hit a terrible shot. Then he'd go, Same guy. Same guy. That's the same guy. Change his persona a little you bit. Tennessee insurrection. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a bit. All right. I wanted to just uh, end the show with this today. It's something I have some specific expertise in. And I saw it this morning on political playbook, you know, the left wing Bible. They put out this government satisfaction survey every year of places in the government to work. And if you're satisfied or not simple, I think finishing at the top this year was NASA, which had the highest. If you work in the federal government, they had the highest job satisfaction. I found it really sad because this is what happened where I used to work. Uh, Partnership for Public Service, the best 2022 best places, best places to work, excuse me, in the federal government. The Secret Service finished 375 out of 432. Folks, that's really disappointing. When I got on the job, as they say, back in 1999, we were in the Treasury Department. 
it was a top 10 place to work. People loved it. People were passionate about the job. Man, it meant something. Folks, I was so proud. When I got in my first day, when I was an NYPD cop, right, they give you a parking plaque so you can park near the, the precincts. And it's, it's a little paper plaque. It basically says your license plate number and you're a police officer. It's so that they don't tow you away from the precinct because we had a self-enforcement zone around the precinct so that, you know, the cops' cars wouldn't get towed away. You get the point? The supervisors, like the captain of the precinct, the CO, the commanding officer or the deputy inspector, they got what we would call like a, a hard plaque. It was like a big laminated plaque. And that thing was like, if you had one of those, a hard plaque, and you saw that and you were copying like, wow, that guy, he's a, he's a baller. That's a captain or some big boss. What does that have to do with the Secret Service? I get on the job the first day. There were very few of us. I think I was the 4,000th. I forget what my commission book number. It's inside on the, on the wall. 4,200th agent or whatever in the history of the Secret Service at that point based on my commission book number. First day I get on the job, they give you your commission book, right? You get your commission book and you get this pool plaque. That's what they call it, this hard plaque. And I'm looking, I go, this is mine? This is mine. Like, I can use this? This is mine? It's the same plaque they give to supervisors in the NYPD. And they're like, oh, and here's the keys to a car. This is your car. Like, I get a, what do you mean? I get a car? And then you go and you go to training, you come back and then they go, hey, go protect the, the president. I mean, I was so proud. I was a young kid. I could not believe you, the taxpayers. I couldn't believe you'd entrusted me with this massive responsibility. Not that I couldn't do it. Not that I couldn't do it. I was just so overwhelmed. It was like everything you saw in the movies came real. The Secret Service is no joke. I mean, the movies don't even address the profound nature of a lot of what we do. To have this place just collapse, man. 375 out of 432. I can tell you what happened. They started getting into the wokeness. Merit started taking a backseat to identity politics. We got to have this many uh, women and this many Asian agents and this many Hispanic and black agents and this and that. And it, it, folks, it got to be just, that's one of many reasons it's falling apart. Mission creep, you know, national special security events we shouldn't have been involved in. People getting, you know, transferred around the country for stupid reasons. I would argue the dual mission, investigating counterfeit crimes while getting thrown out on uh, protection missions too. But this is just a shame. And this is what happens when a no-fail agency like the Secret Service, they fail, people die. If there was a textbook, you know, written on how to destroy an agency, you're seeing it right here. 375 out of 432. I read that this morning. I, I, my, my heart dropped. It just sank in my chest. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for all the live chat, folks. Love you all. Really appreciate it. Uh, please subscribe to the show. It is absolutely free. Rumble.com slash Bongino. It helps us a lot. We added another 100,000. We're at 2.64 million. And while you're at it, if you wouldn't mind subscribing on Apple and Spotify, it helps us stay on the charts. We've been dropping a little bit lately. Subscriptions mean a lot. They're absolutely free. If you just click that subscribe or follow button on Apple and Spotify, we'd appreciate it. What's that? Live stream and oh, live stream also at 11 every day here, rumble.com slash Bongino. Really appreciate it. See you back here tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.